0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brew Review, a podcast by the Brewers of Screw It Boys. I'm one of your hosts, Cody, alongside my good friend, Laz. Hello. How's it going today, Laz? It's going all right. It's going all right. How you doing? Doing it. Making it, you know, things like that. Got a a fly in my room, apparently. Um, But to start (laughs) karate chopping stuff. It's Uh, that
1: TikTok ring-like you got going on or something.
0: Um. It's been an interesting couple of weeks, you know. Um, my grandma is moving down from Ohio, so we've been preparing my parents' house for it, and it's a lot of work. And like, just felt like I have no free time at times. And
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to get uh, to get you online this week. Yeah, you know you're busy.
0: So, so it's been it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, we we got to play some magic last week.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, we
0: played a couple of games. Yeah, we got to play a couple of games where our friend Nick went on vacation. I got to try out two new decks. Um, kind of kind of new. I put together Faldorn because a tally just didn't work. So I was like, you know what I enjoy? Making tokens. You know what I kind of really enjoyed? When I had that Faldorn deck. So I remade Faldorn to make wolf tokens. And it did pretty well. Yeah,
1: it did. So you I, it. I'm glad... I played Ishin twice. That's right. You played your Ishin deck. Which is because... I played the first time and uh so I played Ishin, what, three times last week. Yeah. I played that first time, dominated. Played it the second time and just got completely mana screwed. Yeah. You know? Like I only have five planes in the deck, and I think by the time the game was over I had five planes (laughs) and like a mountain. It was (laughs) it was bad. And then uh and then yeah, the next time I played it, it popped off and then there was like a board wipe and then I was focused down unfairly, may I add. Oh, so, okay. Uh, was the first one taken out.
0: Uh, I don't think I, it was unfairly. You had 10 goblins on board and Ishin and a shared animosity and they had Trample. You were, you literally, if well, if someone wasn't playing Fog Tribal, were going to win the game.
1: Well, it's funny too, because I'm trying to calculate the math. I'm like, I don't know if I could win or not. And then I was like, oh, let me just... Let me just they all have trample, so I'm just gonna add up all the yeah. you know, all their attack values. And I'm like, alright, so I'm showing two hundred and eight damage. It's like okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. You had it, but
1: yeah, and then uh fogged for like the fifth time in that game. And then and then targeted. Unfairly. Yeah. Because uh, the share of animosity was gone, so I was no longer oh, a threat in my book.
0: To be fair, I was like doing some crazy stuff to get you to lose life, and then the next turn, Alan killed your share of animosity. If I had known he was going to draw into that, I would have kind of hung back a little bit. On some uh, of that stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I was playing a new Crick, Crick, Son of Yawgmaw. Um, yes yeah. the post Malone card the post Malone one because I told Madeline I'd build it forever and I finally did it it's mm-hmm. just all my favorite black cards and it was fun lifelink is
1: fun <laughs> I, I see do. why you love it so much I love lifelink I it was just funny because you're like I built a Crick deck but don't worry it's not like a normal crick deck this is just pretty much my favorite black cards you know that I, that I threw in here and then you proceed to play I swear I think it was just like the edh wreck suggested black crick deck like <laughs> it was I think towards the end of the game I was like, so what what about this deck is not the standard Crick? like you were just you were doing all this stuff, which is fine. You know, it's just funny that you're like, no no, it's it's not like that. It's different. I'm just
0: gonna play all the same cards. Just, so. you know, there's a lot of like extort cards and yeah, extort is a very big thing for the crick on EDH. I just feel like it's not like one of those like I'm gonna win by comboing in like three turns. It's just mm-hmm. Sort to have fun and gain life
1: hey it's it was nice i didn't mind it your other decks you know the uh man i am so glad that you play your decks and i don't play them sometimes <laughs> like that you have the spell slinger deck you have that exile deck mm-hmm. you have like all that stuff i'm like man i'm just i'm putting bears on the board i'm feeling good about it <laughs> you know you're over here blinking stuff flickering stuff this is interacting with it i'm like nah that's Bears more bears make bear stronger yeah, bear, bear, bear attack bear good,
0: very good bear bear
1: good more bear bear stronger, so I'm glad that I don't play your decks there it's too much <laughs> going on
0: well as it's funny you say that because there is a deck of yours that I would love to play because it's one of my favorite characters from d and It just so happens it's the deck we're talking about this episode, of brew of you what a segue what a segue. look at that um. So we're talking about your Volo uh oh my god, Guide to Monsters. I blanked on the second part of his name. Uh, Volo, There's Guide two to Monsters of them now. Yeah. deck. Um you played this like the first night I ever played Commander. And mm-hmm. I was like so in like I was like, this deck is so cool. And then I don't think I've seen you play it again. Maybe once. This, the deck's not good.
1: It's not a good deck. <laughs> but it's uh it, it's a cool deck and it's funny because when you first started playing Magic, you know, there's no there's no rule, there's no rhythm rule or anything like that. But if you play in a pod with three other people, mm-hmm. usually your second, third, and fourth decks aren't commanders that other people in your pod are actively <laughs> using. Yeah. So so you did that a couple times and then, you know, you stopped, you started making your own commanders, and then a couple weeks ago you're like, hey, so you haven't used Volo in a bit. Can, <laughs> can I have him? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. And then we went through it because uh, I you know, digitized all my cards there and I was like, this deck sucks. And then you're like, put it on brew Review and then I could steal <laughs> once it's fixed. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that works too. So um, yeah, Volo Guide to Monsters.
0: So what's, what's the name for the Volo deck? What do we calling this one?
1: Oh, this is Volo. This is
0: Solo Volo. Solo Volo. Solo Volo Tribal. Shocker. Uh, So, real quick, let's just read out Volo Guided Monsters for people listening. Mm -hmm. It's uh, two generic, a green and a blue for a human wizard. It says, whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, you get to copy that spell. So, pretty much just... Simic value, you know, play a creature as long as it doesn't share some type with another creature on the border in your graveyard, you get to make a second of it. And so you're trying to play the best of all of those. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, and you know, Volo in D and D lore, he catalogs all the monsters in the world. He's got a whole book about it. Like if Volo was in the D and D campaign, I ran for you, Nick and Mike back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. Like one of my favorite characters I love, I run Waterdeep dragon heist for a lot of people. One of my favorite characters to role play as. So when you play this deck that first night I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." And you were you were like a threat that game. Like it was crazy. Yeah, no, it it's it's
1: not built well, but there's still decent cards in there. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to play this this some of a bitch ripped my eyeball out in Baldur's Gate 3 the other night. Oh. So, uh, you know, he's he's on my shit list at the moment, <laughs> but you know. Um no, the the deck's fun. The deck is fun. It just wasn't built that well um and i you know i'm sure there's someone to blame for that i don't want to point any fingers or accuse anybody of oh yeah poorly poorly building one of my decks but
0: (laughs) so why don't you 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 told me the story behind it but why don't you tell me when did you build this deck because i think the listeners will get like a, a good kick out of it like i like the story of how you built this deck
1: all right well so as as listeners, I'm sure I've picked up at this time, I love me some tribal. Mm-hmm. I I have lots of tribal decks. So, everyone always makes fun of me because it's like tribals. One, it's usually garbage. And two, build something else. Stop doing tribal. So, I remember when this card was first spoiled and I looked at it, I'm like, alright, creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control. I'm like, I'm going to do non-tribal tribal. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to try to make a tribal deck with only one of each creature type. It's my non-tribal tribal deck. So I uh, I remember I I kind of had the idea. I thought it would be fun. Um, and then I ended up buying a couple of packs one day. And this card was in one of the packs. And I know we were going to play later that night, being uh, a couple of friends. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me see if I can just throw this together real quick. And so I went through all my cards i have like boxes and boxes of cards and i just went through them and i just started pulling cards that (laughs) i thought would would work well in the deck and uh so i think even the first the first time i even played this deck it wasn't even sleeved it was it was just it was just raw it was like 35 land uh, no what was it 31 lands
0: in it you think you have 30 lands in here
1: Thirty lands, and I guarantee, you, like twenty five of them were basics. <laughs> it was just, you know, I wasn't pulling cards out of other decks. I wasn't buying cards. I wasn't proxying. I literally just, what do I have? Let's throw it in this deck so I can yeah. try it out. And you know, I ended up having fun with it and played it a couple more times, but then it kind of just, it just fell off. So it's not optimized. It's not the best versions of the cards of these creatures, just because. A lot of them were in other decks or something mm-hmm. and I was like, damn it's kind of a, a joke deck that I built. You know, so I wasn't gonna start pulling stuff and uh but yeah, it, it is a fun deck. And as poorly as it was built, the few times I have played it, there has been you know, it has won before, it's done, you know, been a threat before, so it's definitely worth a second a second peek. Mm-hmm. You know, fresh set of eyes on it, especially now that there's been like 15 trillion sets that have come out since 2021. Yeah. So I'm sure there's plenty more cards that to be added to it that I just haven't thought about.
0: Yeah, and like you told me that and I was like, oh, now I don't want to make changes to the deck because I kind of love that idea that you were just like, fuck it, I got the cards here. Let's throw it together. Um,
1: we, I put this all on EDH Rack and I think, what is it? Oh, it's right here. The total for this deck... Um, is $130. And that is generous because, you know, it kind of defaults some of these card arts to weird ones. Yeah, But $130. So this is a cheap-ass deck to make. And not a single card was purchased for it. Yeah. So all these things are kind of just thrown in from elsewhere. But it, it it wasn't built to be a super competitive deck. This is definitely one of those decks that was built to be fun. Yeah. And it is fun. It's just... Uh, you need to make sure everyone else is playing some crappy ass decks that night, otherwise you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time. Um,
0: so, I want to talk about like what what is what is it about Volo outside of just you know it's anti-tribal tribal, but like you know, what make what's what sparks joy from this deck? Is it getting a bunch <laughs> of tokens out there? Is it just seeing how stupid you can make it, things like that?
1: Um well I you know, I liked the the fact that it was kind of, all right, well, just one of each creature. So it's kind of, all right, spiders. What's the best spider that I have in this box of cards next? to Yeah. <laughs> you know What's what's the best spider I have? So it's kind of cool where, you know, I usually you do vampire tribal or something. It's like, all right, well, these five vampires are badass and do so much. And then these other 20 are kind of like, you know, interchangeable. You know, it's like, all right, it's a 2-2 vampire with lifelink or a 3-2 with menace or something you know, there's kind of just some throwaways in there that you can switch around. Whereas this is like, this has the opportunity that you can just take the best of each one. Your best ooze, your best worm, your best oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Which is another reason I wanted to put it in there because I opened up the, what is that, Glimmer Baron? Yeah, Glimmer Baron. It's a good card. I yeah. Like that one. It's fine. It's just... I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I'm What's like, "Oh, it's an, it's an oof! I can have two of them, two oofs. Double the oofs, double the fun." So, double the oofs, double the oofs. So that that was kind of just, oh, I thought it was cool that I'd be able to just kind of take the one best card of each tribe. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I, that's that was initially the plan. <laughs> that was initially the plan. That was the thought um, process.
0: You know, there's something to be said for like when you, you know, you're making decks so often. There are some that just kind of fall to the wayside. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of seems like it might have been one of them. Um, Definitely. This and feldegriff That's probably next. Okay. Next
1: up on there. My hippo deck.
0: The hippo deck. Um, yeah. That's thought we talk about some of these weaknesses of the deck. And I think, like, one of the big ones you initially told me goes... Why are there so many legendary creatures? I can't make tokens I thought I was
1: so many legendary. I just wasn't thinking. Like I said, I threw this deck together, played it unsleeved, and it was, I don't know, I just wasn't thinking. I was like, oh, this is a real good, you know, a real good horror. And then just not even thinking about the legendary rule. Like, I just, I'm dumb. So I was like, oh, wait, I can't make tokens. So I kind of forgot about that. And so when I was putting all the cards in, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember there were some legendary cards I had to take out." And in my head, I'm like, "Oh, I think there was three in there." And then I proceed to enter this deck, and there was much more than three. I'm, I'm looking at let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Um, what do we got? Hold on, I think it's six altogether. Six altogether? That's not that's, there's six. Seven, eight. I have eight legendary creatures okay. in here, out of forty-four creatures, a lot of a lot of creatures, but still eight of them. Eight, eight creatures that aren't really doing as much, you know. Uh, you like know. Flibble Thip the Lost.
0: You know, maybe not the best, the yeah, best creature, you but had I to definitely get that had that Homunculus repu- uh, representation.
1: Uh, you know, there's only so many good homunculuses in the uh, in Magic, you know. So
0: it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that so this is a couple of legendary creatures that didn't like didn't really make sense Um, there was a lot of like repeat creatures and so there's a risk of like well hey if one of these dies early you can never put you just have a not a dead card but like you're not getting the benefit of playing like you have two spiders uh, I think you had like two snakes technically things like that you had a couple mm-hmm. elephants you were big on elephants
1: well, Elephant Tribal is, uh, I'd say, an unspoken hero of Commander, but
0: quite how many a elephants p- did I well, have? Pick picked quite a passion. You had Terastodon, Honey Mammoth. Oh, I swear there was one more in here, and I was like, what are you doing, bud?
1: In my defense, Terastodon looks like a dinosaur.
0: That's fair. But then it's you also like have another dinosaur.
1: You have <laughs> like two other dinosaurs. <laughs> When you made your dragon deck and you had the, it was like a cobalt or something. Oh in there. god, it
0: was a viashino. and I was like, "Wait a oh, minute, the, what yeah, the heck?" The
1: Vishnu or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not a dragon. You're like, yeah. what are you talking about? Of course,
0: it is. But yeah, just so we kind of ran into so legendary creatures an issue, and then the repeat of creatures is another big issue, um, and then I think the and then big there's no other issues. Big, big issue. Is it you had thirty-one lands, and one of those is an MDFC. The thing is, it's a low-flying deck. You oh, know, that's, that's kind of yes, low-flying deck with a desolation okay. twin.
1: Okay, well, you know, I had one ten-cost card in there, but, but for the most part, you know, I hover. No, there's eleven permanents of value of five. Yeah, Alright. There's quite I a bit. I may have been drinking when I costs. made this.
0: <laughs> and the shroof
1: comes out. I was drinking a lot back then, but <laughs> no, the, the deck wasn't built fun. It, it wasn't <laughs> built well. It was built for fun, not for speed. That's right. So uh hey, I had fun with it, but there's a reason why you don't see it very often, and there's a reason why I played it your first night of ever trying Commander. Fair. When you said, Hey, I just bought this pre-con, show me how to play magic. I was like, yeah, let me throw Volo out there instead of, you know, Edgar Markov or Animar or whatever I was playing Just at the time. Your,
0: your beastly decks. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, yeah.
1: My call you deck. I'm
0: like, all right. <laughs> Maybe with a uh, what is that one card that like
1: puts you down to one health? Oh, the Master of Cruelties. That's,
0: yeah, Master of Cruelties, that's what it is. Um, I killed
1: I killed someone in our group with that. I killed uh kicked, killed him I think it was turn four. Oof. Because, you know, I had some fast, some fast mana, got Kali out there, brought the Master of Cruelties, and killed him. Damn. That is Turn four, it was like, ruthless. no exaggeration, maybe three minutes into the game.
0: Oh, man. Just has to sit there for the next 45 minutes, twiddling his thumbs. It was Alan. Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I rolled a die. Yeah, oh, okay. At least you made it fair. I made it very fair. <laughs> All right. Last question before we start going over the kind of updated deck list and we'll talk about like a couple of your creatures that you really loved from the original draft um you told me the goal of this deck was to pick the very best creature of each type that you could put into the deck that i had that you had (laughs) um so so important with the updating i was like okay well let's look at some of like the best creatures and pick one um Cause I wanted that to stay true, you know. I wanted really to this to be solo volo. Like, there was not. There, I wanted no repeats. There is technically one repeat, but like it's a re- it's a weird one. But we'll go over that. You have two oofs in here. I have two druids, oh, but like okay. it's a weird one. But we'll talk about that. Um before we get into like the updated deck list, us this, Laz? You have any cards from the original deck list that you were like? I like these ones a lot, Cody. I don't know if I can part with them.
1: Um well there was there was definitely a couple that I really liked. Um I really liked Silverback Elder. I thought that was a very fun card that I had put in there. Eventually the uh Good one. Was, Yeah, it's, I'll go over it real quick. Two generic green 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 for an ape shaman. And whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one. So I liked this card just because you get to do so much stuff. Um, Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Or look at the top five cards of your library. Put a land card from among them onto the battlefield tap. Put the rest on the bottom of your library. Or gain four life. So I liked this just because you play it for five mana. You get a five seven. You get two five sevens. And then you could either destroy two artifacts. An artifact enchantment. Um, If you're not doing too well on land. Because for some reason there's only 30 of them you can kind of filter through your, your deck a little bit more, so that is a, uh, that's a card that I kind of like. So, I, I I liked cards that did stuff for me, you know, not just yeah. scary creatures, but, uh, what was the other one? Topiary Stomper. Generic and a green and a green for a plant dinosaur. enters the battlefield, search for basic land card, put it on the battlefield, tapped, and, uh, you can't attack or block if you can Unless you have seven or more lands, but that's not an issue. So yeah, it was just a couple of, a couple of fun cards. Hmm. I liked I liked Wonder. I thought that was a fun card. Well, Wonder's Wonder. a
0: good one. I feel like, I like really Wonder is a really good Because, like it, even just one of them dies, now all your creatures are flying.
1: Um but yeah, it's you know, Orin frostfang. I liked that one. creature a lot. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun creatures. I I thought Desolation Twin was fun just because it's a 10, 10 colorless for a 10-10. So when it enters, you create a 10-10 colorless Eldrazi creature token. So I'm like, all right, so you make this, you make the token, it makes the second one, and the second one makes a token as well. So kind of, yes, it's 10 mana, but you get four 10-10 creatures for it. Yeah, pretty,
0: um, uh, I remember, I think you, you did this at one point with this deck, and I was like... Holy
1: shit. Mm. Yeah, and then besides that, there was just other other fun card, generic legendary creatures that I put in there. God Eternal Ronis, and Adrix and Nev Twincasters. That was uh, one of the face commanders at the time for, what, Strixhaven, I, yeah, think, so. I think, so. Yeah, so it was just... It, it was a lot of fun cards. It was like your Crick deck, you know? I just kind of put I put generic, good Simic creatures in there. So, But no, there wasn't Nothing too too much that you know I wouldn't part with. there was nothing really like that. It was kind of a... if there was a card that I didn't want to part with, it was probably in another deck at the time, so I didn't pull it out.
0: fair, yeah, all right, well then last, shall we talk about the updated deck list because when you sent me when you sent me everything, I was like i, I was like, I can't just cut ten, add ten mm-hmm. like we got we got we gotta spruce this up for you, you know.
1: You did some major changes to this thing. A little bit. Do you have, uh, do you have the numbers on what you, how much you changed or anything? Yeah. So
0: your original list called for 44 creatures. I cut mm-hmm, that back mm-hmm. to a nice 38. Okay. You had eight sorceries. Cut you down to six sorceries. You had 12 instants. Cut you down to eight. You had four artifacts. I brought you up to seven. One enchantment. I brought you up to four. And lands, you were at 31, including an MDFC. I brought you up to 36, including an MDFC.
1: 36 lands. I Look mean, at me. Was this a landfall
0: deck? There is a small <laughs> landfall theme. We got some themes going here. We'll go over that. All right. I think price-wise, I think we, we kind of roughly estimated that it's about $50 difference. Uh, yours mm-hmm. is around one thirty and mine was one eighty, I think. it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, going based off Card Kingdom, going based off uh T C D player, your original list was eighty five, mine was one hundred forty, so a little bit bigger there, but fifty the sixty dollar increase. Let's just go with that. Right. And yeah, but you added good stuff to it, so Yeah. So the main goals I was really going for was like, okay, let's get a better land package. Um, I tried to keep some of your fun ones that you had going on, uh, Mm -hmm. like the Novagen Heart of Progress. uh, Taps for a colorless, or you can pay a green and a blue, put a 1-1 counter on each creature to enter the battlefield this turn. I feel like that was pretty good, Um, Mm -hmm. especially because you're making at least two creatures a turn, so getting plus one, plus one each time will be good. Um, But on the flip of that, I wanted to add... I thought some helpful lands, and one of those was Castle Garenbrig, uh, which Castle Garenbrig enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a forest. You can tap it for a green, or you can pay two generic green-green tap it, add six green mana, because you do have some like big-cost creatures, like the Desolation Twin, like uh, Terastodon, things like that, and so Castle Garenbrig being able to turn four mana into six, pretty good. All right. And then I just try to get you, you know, a better even spread of lands.
1: Yeah, my mana base was was kind of all screwed up because I didn't I didn't you know, I was just pulling pulling random things. Yeah. <laughs> pulling random cards into there.
0: And I tried not to do like, you know, the like the shock lands or the sack lands. To get something because those are really expensive, but the battle bond lands did just see a reprint and Commander masters And so they're really cheap right now. The ones that are Entered untapped if you have two more opponents So I went mm-hmm. with one of those and then this a couple other generic dual lands to get you places The other okay. thing is I wanted you to have a little bit more card draw Because going through your original list I felt like there wasn't a lot of card draw mm-hmm. happening.
1: No, there really was not
0: Um and so for that, I, had, I added like Elemental Bond. I think you may have had Elemental Bond. No, you had no other. You had one enchantment. So no, all these are things: <laughs> uh, Elemental Bond, what a creature of power through or greater enters battlefield under your control, draw a card. Uh, Garuk's right. Uprising, uh, tribute to the World Tree. Those are three enchantments that just draw you cards for being pretty much either big toughness things like that. Um, the other one was a planeswalker because you had no planeswalkers in this deck. Which, you, I, know?
1: you know what i don't use planeswalkers all that much i feel like whenever i have a planeswalker in hand it just never comes out onto the battlefield so yeah. um but you know this is a good planeswalker that you added yeah. and
0: it is one that i have in a box somewhere oh, so uh, there we go uh, this is uh, it's a win-win kiora behemoth beckoner this is too generic a green or a blue, it's hybrid mana whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control draw a card if you've got a big creature that you're playing and you make the token, you're drawing two cards off this. It has seven toughness so it might stay around for a while. Its a negative one is untap target permanent. I don't think we have a lot of like tap creatures or anything like that. Um, um, I don't think so either. But no. you could use this to untap a Castle Garenbrig and get uh, some big mana. Things like that.
1: That's true. Or my Ornithopter of Paradise. You know, oh. keep pumping out the,
0: the one ring. mana ring, any color. get four generic mana off a soul ring um actually crazy combo i just thought about because you know i wanted also a flavor win here this is not in the list of things i was going to talk about but i threw in the monster manual okay even though it's not technically casting so you wouldn't get the copy but i did think it'd be cool to have the monster manual because it's a flavor win for volo And the Mm -hmm. monster manual says, pay one in a green, tap it, put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. You could technically do this twice with Kiora. If you had something big, you just want to get out right away to win the game. Right. So there's that. Hey, There's that too. I wanted to give you another win con, which I actually, I think I gave you a couple, which we'll talk about. But a big one I wanted to talk about was it's an MDFC on the front side. It is Augmentor Pugilist, which is a one generic green, green troll druid. Has Trample. As long as you have eight or more lands, it gets plus five, plus five. Not. I mean, it could be good if you mm-hmm. want to play it on that side. It does conflict with Beast Whisperer, because it's an elf druid. So we have a little bit of confliction there. But the main reason, though, is the pack side is Echoing Equation. Three generic blue blue for a sorcery that says choose target creature you control. Each other creature you control becomes a copy of it until end of turn. Except those creatures aren't legendary if the chosen creature is legendary. Oh, that's fun. You are making all these tokens. Mm -hmm. Imagine it gets around to your turn. Someone left up one Desolation Twin, but then you got all these other tokens on the field. Now all your little 1-1 tokens or 2-2 tokens are 10-10s yeah that fun stuff they're all now yeah. colonian hydras they're all triggering when they swing. they're all frog hemis, things like that. Just crazy <laughs> fun there. I think it'd be a fun one gone okay I do like that yeah I do like that which
1: going through some of these other cards that you added. <laughs> I'm glad that you kept some of uh some cards that I had put in because I know I had too many legendary creatures before so I, I was afraid that you were going to take all of them out but uh you kept three of my favorite ones in here so that's good you kept the the adrix and nev twincasters which is just it does so well for uh for this deck two colorless green and a blue um, if one or more tokens would be created under your control twice that many of those tokens are created instead just fantastic with this deck that that was a face commander for the strixhaven set and i remember i bought it and uh, another friend bought it too and after playing with him a couple times with it i was it's one of those decks that just kind of did too much i was like <laughs> yes i'd get lost playing this so i had a lot of cards from that pre-con end up throwing them in here but you kept that you kept uh god eternal ronis which is it's kind of a pet card because I don't think I've ever used it. I've had it used against me a hundred times. Yeah. Um, three colorless, a green, and a green. Death Touch. When God Eternal Ronus enters the battlefield, double the power of each other creature you control until end of turn. Those creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. So that's just, that's kind of a good wing con right there. So even though it's a legendary creature, it won't make the second
0: copy. It'll. Definitely well, it everything much. It will make the second copy, and so it will trigger again. The copy just dies. Trigger. It'll just dies. So you do oh. you would do technically quadruple power. So yeah, it okay. is a win. It is, Look yeah, that. That's a win. Copy that's right. Yeah. That's so, so why I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Keep that one. That'll be your zombie god as your solo volo.
1: And then the the final legendary key, creature of mine that you uh, kept in Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath.
0: I like, I like this one way too much. I was like, you know what? It's card draw, it's, life gain, put a land in from your hand onto the battlefield. So
1: good. Um and it man, it was so valuable for a while and then they banned it. So it just oh, really? the price just Yeah, it was uh this is, this was like a fifty, sixty dollar card for a long time. And then yeah, they banned it in standard. Okay. Or did they Yeah, they banned it in Standard. I was gonna say they banned it in Commander. I'm like, no, I don't I don't think they did. But uh yeah, it was banned and the the price just tanked. So okay, uh, that's that's why I had one at the <laughs> at yeah. the moment. I had the secret layer of it, so it's like oh fun.
0: Yeah, Uro yeah, it's Titan a... of uh, Nature's Wrath is one generic green blue. Oh sorry, yeah. for an elder I giant. It. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you sacrifice it unless it escaped. But it says whenever Uro enters or attacks, you gain three life, draw a card, and then you can put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. So technically, we'd be making two of these. Um, there is technically a way we could. Cast it a second time with escape because it would remove it from the graveyard. and The escape mm-hmm. cost is two green, two blue, um, and oh, you and also have to too. exile five of their cards from your graveyard, which is also good because it would all those help. druids, yeah. yeah, all those druids we have. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought all three of those legendaries were worth it to keep because mm-hmm. um, they just they benefit so much, um, yeah. Next up, wanted to upgrade certain creature types we had going on, because you did have some creature. You you kind of covered a huge list of creature types, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, you know what? What if, we just, what if we just got a couple couple different ones? You know. Um, so in the original list, you had dragon turtle, which dragon turtle is a white or white colorless mm-hmm. blue blue for a dragon turtle has flash has the ability drag below. Where when it ETBs, you tap it, and up to one target creature in opponent controls, they don't untap They're in their controllers next and untap step. And it's a three five. I see why this would be good. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I feel like we can get a better dragon in here. Maybe not, maybe a, not better a better dragon? Maybe Dragon not Turtle? A, maybe not a better turtle, but at least a better dragon. So I bring to you. Ambitious Dragonborn. This is three generic for a green for a Dragon Barbarian. So we're covering two types there. Mm -hmm. Ambitious Dragonborn enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. Where X is the greatest power among creatures you control and creature cards in your graveyard. This thing has potential to be huge because you have some big creatures. Right. So, and then making two of them, you now have two giant... Ambitious Dragonborns. Hmm. So, I, this I like is a card it. I've had sitting on my counter over here. And I've been like, I need to put that in Minsk and Boo. It's a plus one, plus one counters deck. It's going to be so sick. i, I, I got to get it in there. But I thought about it and I was like, this would be a cool trick. Because, you know, you can go with a generic, like, old Gnawbone. Like, yeah. well, not a legend. that's a legendary so I wouldn't make the copy. But, you know, you can get another generic, just straight Ancient up. Ancient Green Dragon. Ancient Green Dragon, things like that. But, I want to have some fun, a little spicy, you know.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the point of this deck was never to be a high power deck, so I do appreciate the uh, not just going, you know, yeah, making this a seven hundred dollar deck and putting every <laughs> single, you know, premium card in there. So no, I I don't think I've ever seen this card before. Ambitious Dragon Board, so it's a common from Baldur's Skates? Is it from Baldur's? Yeah, CLB. I... Um, I forget.
0: I'm pretty sure that's Commander
1: Legends Ball for Skate. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. don't think I've seen this card before. Pretty. So that's fun. I like it. I like it.
0: Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next up, you had a worm. W u r m. Not to be confused mm-hmm. with w o r m because you do have a, a reef worm in here that I decided to keep. But you had a bookworm. This is seven generic and a green for a worm with trample. And when it an ETBs, you gain three life and draw a card. And then you can pay two generic and agreeing to put bookworm from your graveyard into your library third from the top. It's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Not bad. Mm, it's very expensive. Very expensive. So I come to you with an upgrade of a new card. This is from... What's this? Mm-hmm. Is, oh my god, it's most recent, one of the most recent sets and I'm playing so hard. Uh, battle... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, what is it? The machine one, March of the Machines. That's what it uh, was. March of the
1: Machine. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. It Says MOC. I'm like, <sighs>
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a while. I was like, I was like, what is the backup commander one? Uh Um. This is Emergent Woodworm. This is six generic and a green. Uh, for a four-four worm with backup three, which means when this creature enters the battlefield, you put three plus one plus one counters on target creature. If it's another creature, it gains the following ability until end of turn. Which the following ability is: Whenever this creature attacks, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is its power. You may put a permanent card with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So you get two of these. Um, obviously, not casting. We don't want to be casting creatures with this, but like I did add a couple like enchantments and um, artifacts that would be really beneficial yeah. to get in here. I like that's to- it's a permanent card, not a uh not a creature card, so yeah. that's fine too. Yeah, so there are some things we can kind of cheat out. And it's happening technically twice if the creature switch cause each thing a backup trigger twiggers, triggers <laughs> separately. Um I'm just a ball of mess right now. Uh <laughs> so yeah, we can get we can get a couple easy enchantments out there or an artifact, things like that. Or just a creature like if we really want to like drop something out of nowhere, we could do it. So pretty good. Or land. Worst case scenario. Or yeah, hey, there's you go. You're you're hurting for land. Here's two extra lands if you drew into them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I do like that. I like the backup three and I like that it triggers
1: twice. So it's uh yeah. I always forget about backup. I'm like, alright, the counters. It's like no, it's the counters and it gets the following ability too. Yeah. So it, it kind of yeah, it'll come in, it gives another creature that the second one comes in gives another creature that, and then man, if you have haste and you can have all four of those creatures attack, then, yeah, you're getting to cheat out, you know, draw five cards and put four of them on the battlefield pretty much. Yeah. So that I do like that.
0: Yeah, it's a really, backup is a really good ability, and I want to utilize it more in a lot of my decks because, like, it's just it's really easy. Backup um, travel? There isn't a backup commander. Uh, it's like Bright Paws or something. I don't know. It's so a Naya, which I've been wanting to build a Naya deck, so you never know. Next month. This next one hurts me a little bit. Uh-oh. So listeners at home, my favorite card in Magic is Mana Gorger Hydra, which is too generic and a green for a Hydra with Trample, and it's whenever a player casts a spell, you put a plus one plus one counter on a Mana Gorger Hydra, it's a one-one. I just love how, like, passively this thing can get huge because people don't pay attention it always to it. It gets huge. People just do not pay attention to this. So the idea of having two of them on the field and just going large, like, fills me with joy. Mm-hmm. But I think we can get a better Hydra into this deck.
1: Really? Yes. Well, and also, I'd, I'd just like to know so, Mana Gorgia Hydra is your favorite card in Magic. And I played this deck your first night playing Magic, so. Oh, look I at guess. That. Technically, you stole Mana Gorgia Hydra from
0: Oh me. man, maybe you did. Maybe I did. Oh my god. All
1: right. You kind of oh, influenced man. me. That's fine.
0: Just don't attack me with it ever and <laughs> okay, call it the even. Okay, yeah, we'll call it even. Um, so, my better Hydra is Colonian Hydra. This is three generic. Green, green for a Hydra with Trample. It enters with four plus one, plus one counters on it. Which I don't know if you noticed, there's a sub-theme here, plus one, plus one counters. Because we're just getting Mm -hmm. all plus one, plus one counters. It says whenever Colonial Hydra attacks, you double the number of plus one, plus one counters on each creature you control. So you got two of these bad boys out. First one swings, counters become eight. Second one swings, all counters become 16. You have 32 damage on the board from Justice Creature. Yeah. So that's like fantastic. just strong. And then my dream, my dream for you playing this deck is that you have like six creatures on board, you hit echoing equation on a Colonian Hydra, all six creatures become Colonian Hydras, and you have to sit there and do all the math. That is that's my dream not, for you. That's why it's the dream for me. Because you always talk about how much you hate uh Cathar's Crusade and things like that.
1: In the- I play in an elevated state and math gets very <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult after a certain point sometimes. Yeah. I just think it'd be really fun. If that ever happens, I'm gonna play Colonial Hydra, I'm gonna play the other card, I'm gonna be like, and I scoop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I could win here, but I choose not to. I, I respectfully bow out. <laughs> <laughs> math is for blockers. Math is <laughs> just for blockers. Swing out. Um I I like colonial Hydra, I really do like that card. The thing is, I really like Mana Managoria Hydra yeah, too, no, just because it's, it's tough, like you said, and it kind of makes you makes you think: is it worth? Is it worth going? You know, two Hydras in one deck, or See, no? Because that goes against the theme too much. It it kind of doesn't it's, synergize it's well anymore.
0: Solo. See, I was really shocked. I figured you would put an Apex Devastator, which is a Chimera Hydra, in this deck. You didn't. Maybe you just didn't have a copy at the time, but... It was in an Animar, I think. Ah, uh, okay. That's the... that's the, I was like, I was like, I know you have one. I just don't know what deck mm-hmm. it was in. I thought it was this one, but it's in your Animar one. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, because at this point in time, uh, my my proxies, which I'm quotation marks with that, mm-hmm. were a scrap of paper put in a sleeve <laughs> that says I owe you one Apex, apex Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's funny. You know, I, I and it got very confusing after a while, because I would forget that I'd take him out, and since it was still sleeved, I would shuffle up, and then I'd be playing, and then it would be like, oh, here's your Avacyn. I'm like, shit, it's just a little... <laughs> it's literally a sticky note inside of a sleeve that oh, says, man. I owe you one Abison <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, trying to Google it exactly what it does. So, yeah, I wasn't trying to pull cards from from other decks at the moment, but, yeah, that is... Uh, that would work too, but man, there's just so many good Hydras, and yet every
0: time someone plays a Hydra deck, it doesn't do that well. Uh, I mean, eh, no comment on that one. Uh, yeah. You're going to get some angry text about that one when this comes out. Um, Alright, last one for the Swaparoos. In your original deck, you had Wandering Archaic, which I like this card. This, is a, this mm-hmm. is a tough one. This is 5 generic for an avatar creature. Whenever an opponent casts an Insign or Sorcery, they may pay two, and if they don't, you get to copy that spell, and you get to choose new targets for the copy. It's a 4-4. Uh, it does have a flip side, but I don't think we're ever going to really get to play the flip side. Um, yeah. So this is your avatar for the deck, um, which is it's good, because it kind of forces people to like think about what they're playing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? We're playing big, dumb creatures. I have a, a bigger, dumb creature for you. Um <laughs> This is Primeval Protector. This is 10 generic and a green for an avatar. Okay. This spell costs one generic less to cast for each creature your opponents control. Whenever Primeval enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control, and it's a 1010. Okay. That's a cool ass looking card. Right? Like, I was like, this art alone is so badass. Oh, and even the flavor text of the earth shook in support of their cause, offering a champion of its own. Mm. I don't know. I just think it's cool. It, it, this this seems like the type of thing Volta was like studying and writing down the monster manual.
1: <laughs> I gotta take notes on this enormous thirty foot tall guy that made yeah. the trees. That's a uh, uh, that's a very cool card. It is expensive, but hopefully
0: other people have creatures out. Yeah. So we we, we play in a very creature heavy pod. Like there's all right. there's always tons of creatures out. It's so like realistically, you might be paying legitimately one green mana to make two ten tens. Yeah. Like
1: well, a ten ten and then a, an
0: uh an eleven eleven. Oh look at that. See,
1: I don't miss triggers. <laughs>
0: Dang, look at you. You're doing good, <laughs> bud.
1: People are gonna slowly find out by listening to this that I am not a good magic player. <laughs> You just like to teach.
0: You, <laughs> you just like to partake in the the devil's lettuce before we play and then miss <laughs> every trigger known to man.
1: That's only happened a couple times. Fair. Um, I, yeah, I I like the Wandering Archaic. Um, that was very much so a card that you know it was colorless, which I I don't like to play colorless cards in colored decks just because it feels like a cop out. Just like how oh, I never. If you've ever noticed, I'd never play shapeshifters in mm, uh, told tribal about this. decks. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it seems it seems like a cop-out. But uh, I think this was very much a card that I had just laying around. I was like, you know what? Let's put this in there. So there's two of them. So if someone, you know, casts uh, swords to plowshares or something and they don't pay the two, then I get to have, you know, two swords to plowshares to, to kind of throw around. So... That was my initial thinking, but kind of reviewing the deck now, years later, and it's kind of uh, yeah, I, I don't really like the colorless avatar and copying instants and sorceries is not really how this deck is supposed to win. So yeah. I think that's a I think that's a very even swap. I did get scared seeing ten generic and a green for the Primeval <laughs> Protector. <laughs> then you read it and you're like, wait a minute, Cody's on to something. <laughs> But no, I I think that's a I think that's a great swap. I yeah. like that card too. That card's just badass.
0: It yeah, it, it's really cool. I, I was I was like, oh, look at this. Um all right. So those are kind of the, the swaparoos I had when I was looking at certain creature types you had. Mm-hmm. Next up, I wanted to stay true to Solo Volo. As much as we could. Obviously there was a little overlap with the Druid thing, but you know, we kind of squashed that. So, you had a couple creatures that had multiple, like, you had multiple spiders, you had multiple boars, multiple snakes, uh, multiple elephants. So, I wanted to get those down to just one mm-hmm. of each. So, like, for insects, you had both a Hornet Queen and a Scoot Swarm. I went down to just the Scoot Swarm, because this is the second part. We're really big on plus one, plus one counters, but we also have this kind of mini landfall package, because... Mm-hmm. We have a lot of lands now. We can actually take advantage of them. Um, And I felt like Scoot Swarm would be better for this. It's making a lot of tokens, which helps with one of our new win cons in the equation. So if we can get a bunch of tokens and then just drop one big creature, we can now then make them in all these Scoot Swarms into one big creature. So things like that. I do like like, Hornet Queen is cool, though. It is. I do like Hornet
1: Queen. Four generic, three green. Flying Death Touch 2-2 two, two Insect. However, when Hornet Queen enters the battlefield, create four 1-1 one, one Green Insect Creature Tokens with Flying and Death Touch. So I was like, alright, so you may, you play this, and you're gonna have eight 1-1 one, one Flying Death Touch Chomp Blockers. Yeah, You know, because that, that's usually great, but uh,
0: I think you did that the first time I played. You played Hornet Queen and made two of them, and then made like eight flyers, and I was like, I don't know how to deal with this.
1: <laughs> well that's the thing it's hard to deal with without a board wipe or you know what else you know unblockable yeah uh, besides that you know you got a one one flying death touch creature it's oh uh, that's it first strike too, somehow a first strike one one flying death touch creature it's like all right well there's an impenetrable wall yeah. that i have to try to attack through but no it's keep true to the theme and out of out of those two, Skewt Swarm or that, I think Skewt Swarm is uh, has the potential to be much better. And instead of seven mana, it's one mana. Yeah. So that also helps. But yeah, so you have two of those. Once you have five more lands, you put four counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep. So that's every single turn. You know, every single upkeep that you'll have after that.
0: I, don't know, I think we were looking at I think you're looking at Scoot Mob, but I'm looking at Scoot Swarm. Oh, I'm looking at
1: Scoot Mob. You're looking at Scoot Swarm is home.
0: too it's... generic and a green for landfall. I am on the wrong deck list. Perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm like, oops. Whenever I saw a Scoot land enters the battlefield under your control, create a one one green insect creature token. If you control six or more, create a token as a copy of Scoot Swarm instead.
1: Oh, so you took Scoot Swarm out there.
0: Scoot Mob out. Oh, I see here. I see what the difference is. You had Scoot Mob in the original listing. Had, yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's change it over to Scoot Mob. I'm fine with that. You think Scoot Mob is better? Um, Maybe not, but if it's what you want, if it's already in the deck, we can do it. It fits that plus one, plus one counters thing we were going
1: with. It does fit the, one, one, the, uh, the counters thing. Create a 1-1 one, one green insect creature token. If you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. So, I, I do like it, but I think Skewtmob's better.
0: Okay. All so right. So, I had three you.
1: insects in there last time, didn't I? I? guess you did. Three insects. That's just bad deck building right there.
0: <laughs> one thing I know you Are... had was multiple snakes. A big snake man, I see. So, yes. you had Oren and Lotus Cobra. I want to say there was one more, and I'm missing it. But. I ended up going with Lotus Cobra. Cause as I said, mini little landfall package. It says whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, add one mana of one any color. You get two of these out, making two more mana. So helps you cast more creatures, helps you cast more spells. Um I think Oran is a also a very good card. because um, your creatures have death touch, so whenever your creature you control deals damage, you get to draw a card. So Another one of those toss-up ones. I just went with Lotus Cobra here because helps you make more mana, helps you get ahead of the game. Yeah. Pretty much saying pick one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not gonna let you pick between the elephants because Terastodon is clearly the better answer here. Not not honey, honey dragon, or honey, whatever honey the honey mammoth called? or whatever the fuck that is. No, get it out of here. We're here to destroy stuff and make people have green elephants. So which one did you put in? So you took out honey. Honey Mammoth, I think you had one more. Um, hmm. But, yeah, I went with, uh, went with the old Terastodon, so you could uh, just be blowing stuff up.
1: When Terastodon enters the battlefield, destroy up to three target non-creature permanents. For each permanent put into a graveyard this way, its controller creates a 3-3 three, three green Elefante creature token. Yeah, that's like fun. Twice. and you get two of them? Yeah. Yeah, so just blow up six lands that someone has? okay Whoa, geez that was evil what is wrong with you non-creature permanence if I, i'm i not gonna touch the creatures i might as well blow something up Man, six lands
0: all right i mean geez you went hardcore i like this. With that.
1: you made me a land destruction deck oh Thanks. no
0: here we go <laughs> um next up we got you had two boars you had the nessian boar and the n forerunners Cut that down to just Enrius Forerunners. I wanted you to have a little win con in the deck. Getting plus one, plus four, and Vigilance and Trample will end a game real quick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Nessian Boar. Um, it's not really that good of a card. I think I'd just put that in there just because it's three generic green, green for a 10 six. Um, besides that, you know, all creatures able to block Nessian Boar do so, whatever. And whenever. That's board becomes blocked by a creature. That creature's controller draws a card. That's not good either. So, yeah, uh, good call. Good call. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, board. I, I appreciate
0: it. Um, it's a garbage card. All right. So this come kind of the trying to cut down, get to the solo volo part. And now we come to the okay. last. Well, actually, we have two more parts. I apologize. Mm. One. Let's go over this one. I wanted to add a couple of creature types that you were missing from your original list. Because, you know, cutting out those legendaries, cutting out some of the the duplicates and triplicates, we were able to add a couple creature types that you had been missing. First up, we have Cemetery Prowler. This is a wolf. It is uh, one generic, green-green, for a wolf with vigilance. When it ETBs or attacks, you exile a card from a graveyard. And then spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card type that share... Each card type they share with cards exiled with Cemetery Prowler, and it's a three-four. So you exile two creatures with your two Cemetery Prowlers. All your creature cards now cost two less from there on. Okay. So thought that was kind of a neat one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I do like that too. Um, next up, this is a newer one, but I think it's just stupid fun. This is Gruff Triplets. This is three generic green, green, green for a satyr warrior, has trample, and when Gruff Triplets enters the battlefield, if it isn't a token, you create two tokens that are copies of it. When Gruff Triplets dies, put a number of plus one, plus one counters equal to its power on each creature you control, named Gruff Triplets. So technically, you only Mm -hmm. make four, because the second one entering is a token. Right. But... If even one of them dies, the other three get even we'll stronger. Get three,
1: three, yeah. And then when those die, they're all gonna get, you know, yeah, so six, six, and then
0: all right, it just gets bigger and bigger, I, and bigger. and bigger. That's a fun
1: card. Yeah, that's, that's from the, card, the new
0: set, of Bill Drain. That was a fun one. Thought it made a triplets.
1: Okay, yeah, it stays.
0: Next up, we have Serpent. This is Junk Winder. This is five generic blue blue for a serpent has affinity for tokens. Cost one less for each token you control That's and smart. says whenever a token enters the battlefield under your control, you get to tap target, non land permit an opponent controls and it doesn't untap during this controller's next untap step. Remember that dragon turtle? I hooked you up with a better dragon turtle. Okay. Cause now you got yeah, that, two that of these. So you're double tapping anytime a token enters. Which is going to be often. So. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be super cheap because it, it costs less. Affinity for tokens is great. Yeah.
1: I wonder if there's more affinity for tokens creatures that can go in this deck.
0: Maybe so. we got to look into that one. I'll
1: have to look into that. That probably would have been a before the podcast type of question. Maybe so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate you asking it now, but like, let's look into it later.
1: Um, On the spot, Cody, name every affinity for tokens <laughs> card. Hmm, let me think about
0: it. Hmm. Um... All right, next up, which uh, this is a you have a Drake deck. I can't believe this wasn't in here. Um, Loyal I Drake, a Drake
1: deck when I built it.
0: <laughs> Loyal Drake is too generic in a blue for a Drake with flying. Has lieutenant at the beginning of combat on your turn. If you control your commander, draw a card. It's two two. You make two of these. You're drawing two cards per turn as long as Volos out there. Just kind of nice, easy card it's a great draw. Great card draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I added this one because I was playtesting and Loyal Guardian duplicated, which is Loyal Guardian is four generic and a green for a Rhino with Trample and Lieutenant. And since the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. I was getting so many counters when I was playtesting this. I was like, okay, like what other cards have Lieutenant in blue? <laughs> and Loyal Drake came up and I was like, drawing two cards every combat? That makes perfect sense. Um, which is why yeah, I added that's... a reliquary tower to your land list because I was like, holy shit, we're growing a lot of cards. Yeah, we're,
1: we're going to have a lot of cards.
0: Um, I like it. Next up, we have Meraleaf Pixie. This is a fairy because we were missing that creature type. There's a green and a blue for a fairy of flying, and you can tap it to add green or blue. It's a 2-2. It's a mana dork, but also it's flying, and flying is really hard to deal with at times. So this gives you two blockers. If someone's running a dragon deck, it helps you produce mana when you need it early on. So just thought it was a nice, easy inclusion. Yeah. That fits the theme. Just, just a fairy. Just
1: one fairy in there. Yeah.
0: Uh, so in the original list, you had a construct. I can't remember what it was, but I wanted to give you a, yeah, I wanted to give you a mirror Construct. This is Mirror battlesphere Seven generic. When Mirror Battlefield enters the battlefield, create four one one colorless mirror artifact creature tokens. And whenever it attacks, you may tap up to X, untap mirror you control, and if you do, it gets plus X plus O until end turn, where X gets X until end turn and deals X damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking. Okay. So this is the amount of mirror you tapped. Okay, I was like I was like reading that and i got really <laughs> lost in the sauce. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you play this, you make two of them. You now have two mirror battlesfielders and eight tokens, which helps with the, with the, uh, with blockers, helps with the equation thing, helps when you drop a N-Race Forerunner, because you know, just get a bunch of, bunch of little creatures powered up.
1: I could use that eight to pump this thing up to a 12, seven, too. Yeah. Because if I have those eight mirrors come in and attack with one of these, I could just, you know. I could tap all those and make this a, what, 12-7 and swing it in? Yeah. And it, and it deals, yeah. turn And it deals X damage to Planeswalker. Yeah, so I'll also deal 8 damage to the player too, right to the face. That's, that's cool. That's a fun card. I like that you added a lot of fun cards in here. None of these cards so far, like, I'm sure there's stronger constructs. There's definitely stronger fairies or drakes that you could add in here. But I like that you kind of, like I said before, you went for... The fun additions, yeah. not the the super uh, high-powered additions. And I like that because keep saying it, man. This this deck wasn't made to be a strong deck. It was made to be a fun deck. So yeah. I appreciate you keeping
0: the theme. You say that right before I talk about probably one of the most the strongest cards that I've added to the deck. Um, skip it. Skip it. Um so we have a goat because you didn't have a goat. This is Pathbreaker Ibex. This is four generic green green for a goat, Groat. a goat creature. <laughs> Whenever Pathbreaker Ibex attacks, creatures you control gain trample and get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. It's a three three. So you have two of these attacking. You have a Desolation twin out. You have the Primeval uh, Protector out. It's going to trigger twice, plus ten, and then plus twenty. Plus 20 and plus 20, and
1: all creatures gain trample. That is fantastic. Yeah, so just another that win is, con. Uh, Wanted
0: to give you multiple win cons so that whenever. You know, so we got all these tokens, but like, you know, you can't just swing them and hope for the best. We got to we gotta pump them up a little bit.
1: I like that. Between that and Enderay's Forerunners, it's kind of. Uh, I like the win cons baked into the creatures, you know? Yeah. I like that.
0: Last up for the new creature types we're adding, we have a tree folk in Wildwood Mentor. This is two generic green mana for whenever a token enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on Wildwood Mentor. And whenever it attacks another target attacking creature you control gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is Wildwood Mentor's power. Kind of like a miniature mana gorger but based around tokens which we're going to be making a lot of. So, this is also from Wilds of Eldraine. I wanted to get a couple of new cards in there and yeah. it being a tree folk which is a bonus. So, I like it.
1: And that's the point of this series too, the brew review. Yeah, you know, punching up, you know, old old decks that maybe weren't built correctly and stuff, but, but just refreshing them because there's so many sets that come out, so many cards. Yeah. Now it's just tons and tons of stuff. Adding to the huge library that already all exists, so it's kind of fun doing these and seeing. All right, you know, this card just came out, you know, three or four weeks ago. Let's put it in this deck that I haven't touched in two years. Yeah. You know how much the power creep is real sometimes, but hey, it, use it to your advantage. You know, to update some of your cards, and this is a uh, this is a good example of that that's
0: that's good. That's a strong card. I like it. It's new. Yeah. So that's the kind of punching up we did with the creatures, you know? I felt like we kind of got you to a good place with those. I think you're going to be really happy. Um, And so the last segment is what I called More Tokens, Please. Just ways to get you more tokens of those cool creatures we're playing. Um, This is going to be two artifacts. One is Panharmonicon. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. For generic for if an artifact or creature entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Volo will then make two tokens instead of three, or instead of one. Um, the other one being Twinning Staff. This is actually a card I run in my Gandalf deck. It's uh, three mana. If you would copy a spell one or more times, instead copy it that many times plus an additional time, and you may choose new targets for the additional copy. Uh, you just adding another token being generated. Um, the mm-hmm. second part of this is pay seven, tap it. You get to copy a target, insert a sorcery, you control, choose a new targets with a copy. That one's not, not really something we're really looking to do. It's mainly that first part for three mana part. to get additional copies.
1: Uh, that's a good thing too. Cause when I built this deck, Panharmonicon was like a $40 card, mm-hmm. which I wasn't going to put in. and uh, this is now 6 bucks on Card Kingdom. And I, I think I even opened up one or two Panharmonicons in uh, It was like in a random... It was a Jumpstart I was set,
0: a, I think it came in.
1: Jumpstart, and then wasn't it a list card too or something? Because I feel like I, I randomly opened up a Panharmonicon. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then it was like $7. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. So that's a good addition. Twinning Staff too, I like that. Um, I do like that. And I like... I like how much we'll be able to abuse some of these tokens. Yeah, going through too. Just popped up instant second harvest. What a good card for this deck. Oh yeah, the instant second harvest. Two colorless a green and a green. For each token you control, create a token that's a copy of that permanent. That's good. a that's a game winner right there. You know, yeah. Before you declare attackers, you you plop that down. And you just make. Oh, I guess it wouldn't have a it wouldn't have haste, but. If you have a way to give them haste or something, just who cares, lockers or it's an instant, do it before your upkeep.
0: Oh yeah, oh you know, yeah,
1: right before the upkeep. Right before the upkeep, just double your board pretty much, because be, everything's going to be tokens. Very
0: good. So, that's, yeah.
1: That's cool.
0: Right, hey, you made this You made this deck stronger and fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think this gets you to a place where like you're not going to not want to reach for this deck. Um, like it's we we spiced it up, we punched it up, um, and so I think it'd be a deck that you would actually want to kind of you know be like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna play I'm play Volo because you know I don't have yeah to worry I about never that. reach for it, so yeah.
1: Hey, I, 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 lo- I can't wait to play it. I'll I'll definitely be playing this next time we play because <laughs> even you know once we decide that we were going to do Volo for this episode um I think it was last week and then we were playing Magic and I was like, all right, let me dust out Volo to to play it and then, you know, I, I put it all online on Moxfield and stuff and I was like let's play something else. <laughs> let's play something <laughs> else. I'm not playing this. So uh this is definitely I would definitely reach for this. I, I'm very, very excited to try this out.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm
1: excited Volo's for it. Volo's a cool
0: card. It's a very uh, it's a really cool commander
1: and you're not getting them. I'm not getting them. I'm sorry. That's you know You've made the deck too much fun. Maybe we'll see. Watch I lose. You're just gonna kill me like first now. And <laughs> I'll be like, like yeah, it sucks, right? I'm like oh Can man, that deck sucks. <laughs> Would
0: you want someone else to play it? Um. So yeah, I did want to call out one more thing. This is not mm-hmm. a segment or anything. Found a really cool land. It's Lit Jarra Mirror Lake. It enters tapped. T- taps for a blue. It's too generic green, green, blue. You can sack it to create a token. That's a copy of target creature control, except it enters with a battlefield and additional plus one, plus one counter on it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was just cool. Like, mm-hmm. cause like you could just make it become like an Avenger of Zendikar or something out of nowhere and like play a land on top of it and make a bunch of your plants. Huge. Just cool. I don't know. Came across it and was like, this is going in. I think this is cool.
1: I, I've said it in other episodes, I love lands that do stuff, you know, yeah. like, yeah, shock lands are good and, you know, all the triumphs are good and stuff like that. But I like I like a land that fits the theme of a deck sometimes. And even though it might not be the strongest, you know, the strongest land card like this one, it enters tapped. It's like, all right, well, that's not ideal. A, a land that enters tapped, but, you know, four mana and I could sack it to do something. That's good, you know, end game, this is just sitting around, I got extra mana, whatever the case, it's a mana sink, so it's a good way to do something fun with a land that normally would just be sitting there, you know, to cast another spell, but like, nah, I'm actually going to sack it, and well, let's do some fun stuff real quick, yeah. you know? That's why I usually like Rogue's Passage and stuff, like, yeah. well, let me just give something unblockable real quick, you, you forgot about this land, so <laughs> <laughs> let me tap it, give unblockable, and just swing face, you know? So yeah, what are your thoughts, Laz? You liking it? I really like it. I think this deck's going to be a lot of fun to play. Um, I like I like most of the additions, and it's very hard for me to argue with any of the cuts or swaps <laughs> that you made. Um, you know, you 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 definitely, that's the whole point of the show. You punched up the deck to a point where I'm excited to play it. You know, I, it's a deck that I never reach for. I just never reach for it to the point where i added all my decks online and then you <laughs> said yeah. hey are you ever are you ever going to put volo up i'm like yeah no i i did all my decks and you're like volo's not there and sure enough just sitting in my case along with all the other decks volo's right there it's just like i i just didn't grab this it was yeah. like one of my 14 decks or something i'm like this is the only one that i one didn't add and two numerous times going through my Moxfield never noticed, hey, Bolo's not up there. So...
0: I was like, am I going crazy? I do not see this deck list anywhere.
1: Well, that's why I was like, it's already up, What are you hounded me for Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, this is a... Uh, I'll, I'll be playing this next time. Next time we finally get a chance to play. I think this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Hell yeah, man. I'm glad.
1: Alright. Oh. I think... i to have to punch up one of your decks eventually. I think, uh... I think we skipped yours last time, right?
0: I think it was, I think we last month was supposed to be yours because we did um Wilson before this. I'm oh wondering. yeah, Wilson goes to rehab. Um, Wilson went to rehab. Uh, yeah, we we'll have to figure out. Um, I've been looking at Minsk and Boo a little bit, um, trying to figure out because I feel like the last time I played it, it played like shit. Um, I think it, I was just missing lands, but I just I, you know I like to take a look at it with you, see what you think about it.
1: Well, I remember your initial complaint was that it was too strong. So if you're yeah. looking for someone to power down a deck, I am I am the guy for that. Okay. I can power down any deck.
0: I think I, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to power down and also just focus it. Because I went through my list of it and I was like, I have equipment and like all this crazy shit in here. And like I just need to figure out what the fuck I was trying to do. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that might be up right. next for the brew review. We'll go through it. Yeah, You're going to have lots of fling in there. Lots of fling effects. I love a good fling. The um, <laughs> so next up you'll be hearing us is uh, Brutus Screw it. it will be my turn. Um, we've got a cool deck in the works. Kind of excited to have people hear it. Yeah. If
1: you enjoyed we'll this a sneak episode... Peek.
0: A little sneak, sneak peek. peek. Come on, where are the colors? Just tell us the colors. It's four colors, which you all know how much I hate more than three. Uh, it is white. You hate three. You hate more than 2 Right? Uh right. It is... Uh, White, blue, you have to give the black it. Right. and green. It's no right. red, which is also weird for me. I love the color red, so yeah.
1: We'll we'll uh we'll tackle that next time.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to press all the buttons, hit all the things. helps out the helps out the podcast a lot. uh Thank you guys so much for all the support. We passed thousand plays across all our podcasts, which is insane. As we've always said. It's mm-hmm. meant a lot to us. Um, and yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Brew or Screw It, or I guess X, Twitter or X, whatever you want to say these days. That's Twitter. Yeah, I still call it Twitter. Everyone I know calls it Twitter. Uh, Instagram, we are Brew or Screw It MTG, and our email is Brewed or Screw It at com. We actually got an email about Jared Carthalion. Um, which deck that
1: I... Uh... I dump on
0: nonstop, <laughs> which we are going to talk about on Brew to Screw it next time. We're going to read it out loud, and we'll talk about what uh, the person suggested to change about Jared Carthalian. It's going to be exciting.
1: Let's see if it makes it good. Uh, I hey, think, I think I think it good. would. There's some good. There's some good additions in yeah. there.
0: Some it's of good the ideas. Just
1: sent like a deck list to us. Like, all right, <laughs> I think we can do that. So yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about that too, and we uh, we wrapped up the giveaway. Too. Yep. Um, I think since the last time we recorded there, so I know you announced who it was, but that was the uh, the pre-con yeah. sent out. So that was a uh, we'll do something else like that. I'm sure you know in the in the future maybe for another uh, yeah. milestone mark. I think you know 1500 we 1,500
0: listens. <laughs> uh, we'll make a we make a year in February. So I think around then we might try to do another one. See what kind of set is coming out around then because I mean a set comes out pretty much every other month or every month at this point. So we'll, we'll see what's coming out around then, and we'll do a big giveaway for that. Um, I will be in Orlando for Command Fest Orlando next month in October. Um, so if you are there, I will most likely be wearing a Brood or Screw It t-shirt one of the days. So come find me. It'll be really cool. I want to play some games with people. It's going to be exciting. Um,
1: I, can't, I can't wait till we get popular enough to have a Discord of people to play with. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's It sucks now. It's like, hey, can you play? No, I can't. All right. Well, I guess no one's yeah, playing. Have, <laughs> no yeah. one's playing tonight because yeah, it's like have, four or five of us in a pod. So one or two people are done. Then it's like, all right, we'll try again in a couple of days. So
0: yeah.
1: that that's probably something that we I don't know if anyone's interested in that. By all means, let us know. Yeah. You know, hit us up email or Instagram or Twitter, whatever, and just see if that's something you'd be interested in because I think that'd be fun and it'd give us a an excuse to finally play a lot more than we already do and try out some of these decks and play test them against people that don't know. <laughs> no, don't know every single trick up the sleeve that, yeah. that we have there and, and stuff like that. It'd be fun to, to play with some new decks, some fresh faces. So that's
0: uh there's something we look into. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We can do it. Let us know if you're interested in that and we can get it working. Um, one s- sad thing I want to talk about uh, before we go. Uh, if you've made it this far, I want to say thank you again. Um, Sheldon Minery tragically passed away last week. And if you don't know, Sheldon Minery is the guy who kind of created Commander. Um, and so we want to, like, kind of send some heartfelt uh, messages out there to friends and family of his. Um, without him, this podcast would not be here. So I want to say thank you so much to him for that. And we mm. missed. Mm. Mm-hmm yeah well until next time thank you all for listening what is what is it again oh my god we blank on this all the time uh do we brew it or review i don't this, i don't know if we had a of, this brew has been
1: reviewed
0: yeah <laughs> bye guys
1: thanks for listening